Disruptive CEO Nation is the place where young entrepreneurs and company founders tell it like it is when it comes to their journey, vision, technology, culture, and whatever they feel like. Your host, Allison K. Summers, believes how you choose to play the world is completely up to you, and her guests prove it. Now let's get disruptive. Hi, everyone. This is Allison Kay, and this is Disruptive CEO Nation. We're going to take a slightly different take today, and we have a special episode for you where we are going to put a focus and shine the spotlight on veteran entrepreneurs and veteran business builders. And so for that, I have a very special guest to discuss this topic and the options available to veterans, and that is Paul Dillon. Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Allison. I appreciate being here. Yeah, so Paul, we're going to get into um, all of the different things that we want to talk about for veteran entrepreneurs, but we want to get to know you a little bit better first because you have had a very, very long and successful career. So tell us a little bit um, about yourself. Um, it has been a long career. Successful is in the eye of the beholder. Um, but um, I spent 45 years in the professional services industry. So uh, in, uh, in consulting, either with consulting firms or accounting firms that had a consulting arm to them. And um, uh, in 2006, I uh, retired from the McGladry accounting firm and wanted to uh, start my own business, and I did. And uh, that has the dynamic name of Dillon Consulting Services, LLC. And um, uh, did a number of projects uh, starting out, and then came to um, 2011. And one of my clients, uh, was Crane Chicago Business, which for those not in Chicago, it's the voice of business in Chicago. It's the main business publication and print online uh, for the Chicago business community. And I had known the publisher many years at his predecessor and at that time, and they came to me and said, um, and I'd done some projects for them, research for them, helped them out with some of their events. And they came to me and said, you know, Paul, um, we know that there are companies in Chicago uh, that are hiring vets. We know that there's programs in Chicago that are um, for supporting veterans in business and whatever. And um, but we hear this on the street. We don't know anything about it. And we'd like to uh, maybe do something in the publication along Veterans Day of 2011. And we need some research done, and and uh, we think you're the guy to do it because you're a vet. I'm a, a Vietnam veteran. I was an Army officer during the uh, Vietnam War. I said, okay, and I spent, uh, went back, thought about it, and um, spent about five months full-time because I realized that um, – you know, Paul Dillon calls for information. Who's Paul Dillon? You call from Crane Chicago Business, and you tend to get your phone calls returned, you know. So, um, uh, and this was kind of a new effort. 
um, for them and for me. And so I spent about five months researching it and um, produced a volume of research about six inches thick for them, which resulted in a very successful focus section in their publication, both print and online, called Veterans in the Workplace. And um, Cranes was thrilled with it. They got new advertisers. Uh, this got national play. Nobody had ever really taken a comprehensive viewpoint before on all of the programs in a location and all the companies that were hiring vets for veteran uh, employment. So um, at the end of this process, Allison, I really knew then about about um, uh, companies that uh, locally in Chicago uh, who were hiring veterans and all of the support programs um, for uh, uh, veterans uh, out on the job. And by virtue of, you know, I mean, these, these, many of these programs were national in scope, so they weren't just confined to Chicago. So I knew the landscape then probably better than most people did in 2011 about veteran employment. Um, that focus section, Veterans in the Workplace, is on my website. A PDF of it is on my website. It's in my LinkedIn profile. You can, you can call it up. Um, there was a um, woman who I knew um, who was the associate dean of the Harris School of Public Policy at the University of Chicago. And her husband worked for Cranes Communications, the parent company of Cranes uh, uh, Chicago Business. And I, she calls me and she said, you know, David said that you um, did this wonderful piece of research for Cranes. And, you know, we're a school of public policy at the University of Chicago. We know that there's veterans on campus. There's a veteran, uh, student veteran organization. Um, but we don't know too much about it, uh, what's happening with veterans on our campus. This is a school of public policy. Maybe we should do something about that. So after a series of luncheons with her, I uh, put together a course um, a four-week course on veterans issues for um, uh, the School of Public Policy. Um, it was one night a week uh, for four weeks. It was non-credit. Um, I didn't get paid anything for this, but it was really fascinating, and it was very successful. We had students not only come voluntarily in the evening to this, program for uh, uh, not only from the School of uh, Public uh, Policy, but from the law school, business school, social services, administration school, whatever. So I knew even more about veterans when I got done organizing and, uh, and teaching this course. In 2013, I sat down with uh, the publisher of Cranes. We had lunch together, and I said, you know, this is another David, and I said, David, I said, um, Chicago wants to be the startup capital of the Midwest, and rightly so. Uh, the mayor has uh, 
promoted this incubator in Chicago called 1871. For those not in Chicago, that's the year of the Chicago fire when the city rebuilt itself. So the significance of that name is this is a rebirth of the city, uh, having a entrepreneurial incubator in the city. And, um, and the mayor really was promoting this. They brought through, you know, any president for president who came through from the foreign country. Uh, he dragged them through this uh, incubator, which was over in the merchandise mart. Yeah, it's a, it's a great incubator. It's a great incubator. And, um, but I said to the publisher, Grace, I said, you know, Chicago doesn't do anything for veterans who want to start a business. And I said, Some, sometimes veterans have unique needs. And also vets like to be with other vets. And I said to him, you know, David, maybe somebody should write an a editorial or opinion piece. Why doesn't Chicago do anything for veterans who want to start their own businesses? So he puts down his fork and says, why don't you write one? So I did. And this is what I, I love about this um, kind of story, Paul, is and, and I think what you've omitted from your story so far is you're a veteran yourself, correct? Right. right. Um, and, and so, you know, as you, as I've heard this story from you, you gathered all this information and then you, at each step, you started doing something with it. And so here's where I think the story gets good and where for our listeners, um, you know, we're going to start getting into more current resources and things that you can go to. But, but yeah, so pick up the story of what happened next. So I wrote this opinion piece. It was called Chicago's a Startup City, but not for vets. Um, well, uh, it, how do I put this? It got a um, spirited reaction. Which is what in, you wanted. <laughs> in town. More spirited than I wanted. Um, and... Um, it resulted in a meeting with um, a young man who was head of the Chicago Entrepreneurial Council, which was running 1871, the incubator was just getting started. And it was sponsored by the Chicago Entrepreneurial Council. And um, I got him, as a result of this opinion piece, got a re meeting with this young man who um, was at the Chicago Entrepreneurial Council and, and in charge of 1871, and uh, quite ironically, I knew his father. His father was one of my earliest mentors. And um, I sat down with him, and I said, you know, Jim, I know that you're just getting started with this, but I said, you know, maybe maybe we should, you should be looking at, um, at, a, at a role for veterans here within 1871. He said, you know, we're kind of interested in that as a second stage. Um, so I went back and I wrote a one-page concept paper, gave him some research that I had done about a program that uh, was up in Milwaukee uh, that was dealing with veterans who wanted to start their own businesses, and um, uh, packaged all that together, gave it to uh, this young man, he left, and uh, and his successor came in, whom I knew because my youngest son uh, 
uh, who's a computer engineer, had worked with this gentleman in one of the companies that he owned. And I packaged all this up and sent it to him. In November 2013, I moved down to uh, North Carolina. The grandchildren are down here. And in 2014, around June or July, along comes the bunker, uh, which was really founded by a very dynamic and creative young man by the name of Todd Connor, a uh, former naval lieutenant, reserve lieutenant, and um, he had some colleagues, and uh, Todd formed this uh, veteran incubator within 1871, and it's been a, an explosive success. I'm so proud of <laughs> what Todd has done. And I think what's beautiful in, 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 in your story, because this is a slightly different episode for Disruptive CEO Nation, is, you know, today we can lift our heads and in most major cities um, and at universities find incubators and accelerators. But, you know, you're telling, you know, a story that isn't all that long ago when these resources didn't exist. And right. people like yourself had to keep having these conversations and, um, and so, yeah, so tell us just a little bit more about Bunker Labs, and then let's get into the heart of some of the statistics about uh, veteran-owned businesses and entrepreneurs. And I think, uh, let me just touch on a point that you mentioned about having conversations. This isn't something that I intended to do. You know, it was a one thing that led to another story. Um, you know, I one opportunity led to another one and then another one and I think that's a terribly important lesson Allison um, uh, is to uh, keep your ears and eyes open because opportunities come along that you have to see and hear and a lot of people don't I particularly younger people I've watched this and uh, they'll be presented with an opportunity that flies right over their head. They never see it. And I want to shake them and say, don't you see this? It's sitting right in front of you. And so you've got to keep your antenna up um, to where the opportunities come along, quickly evaluate them, and then run with it. You don't know where it's going to lead. And I think that's a very important point to get across. I didn't intend to do this at this time, point in time in my life, you know, but it's been a wonderful, it's been a wonderful journey. So let's talk about um, on, on veteran-owned businesses, and you might have different statistics than I've found, but I had um, read on my research in one uh, place that 45% of veterans uh, do start their own businesses in, in some form or another. Is, is that similar to things that you've uh, experienced or heard? Um, yes, you know, I think that um, I know that that um, that that uh, that that figure has been debated. Um, but I can uh, tell you that from what I've seen uh, or read, um, that there's uh, roughly two and a half million veteran-owned businesses in the United States, representing a little over one. A little over nine percent of all businesses nationwide, and that these small, you know, business enterprises owned by veterans 
employed over 5 million people um, with an annual payroll of over $195 billion and receipts of, uh, of more than a trillion bucks. So there's a lot of veteran-owned businesses in the United States. And the figure you're uh, talking about comes, I think, from a 2011 uh, study from the SBA's Office of Advocacy that reported that veterans are 45% more likely to start their own businesses than people who have never served in the military. Now, I think what's interesting, though, is after World War II, um, nearly one half of all returning veterans, veterans started their own businesses. But by, by 1996, according to the Bunker Labs, their veteran entrepreneur uh, fact sheet, that rate had dropped to um, a little over 12%, steadily declining to about 5.5% in 2014. And even more important, just under 3% of all current veteran-owned businesses are started by veterans under 35 years of age. So we need more veterans to take up this cause. And I think the time is, the time is right because there's so many resources for them. So in, in your opinion, Paul, from the consulting you've done and what you've worked with people, um, what are some attributes that make uh, veterans great entrepreneurs? Um, there are several traits that you learn in the military, military that uh, are stand well in either an entrepreneurial environment or a corporate environment, uh, and actually any, any environment you might go into. The first is you are focused on accomplishing the mission. That drives you in the service. You have a mission and you're going to accomplish it. And, uh, and often that takes a lot of hard work. And believe me, in the military, you know what hard work is. The Army had a, once had a slogan that we do more uh, before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. Let me tell you something that is absolutely true. And so you're very much committed to focusing the mission and on hard work. And interestingly, um, two guys by the name of Dan Sr. and Saul Singer wrote a book called Startup Nation about um, uh, state of Israel and why it, it's become such a successful entrepreneurial nation. And uh, they attribute a lot of their entrepreneurial success in that country to compulsory military service, you know, which creates this environment for hard work and a common uh, commitment to accomplishing the mission. Um, another attribute is uh, you understand completely um, how to function as a team. And you get a lot of experience in leading a team because the whole of military is built on the buddy system. You don't do anything alone and you operate it in a, in a, in a team environment. Contrary to what many people think uh, who have never served that the military is just about following orders, um, you are trained uh, to pivot at a moment's notice from plans that aren't working 
to battle plans that will, because by God, Lieutenant Dillon, you know, the life you and your people are depending upon that. If your battle plan isn't working, you better figure out something that does, or you're all going to get killed. So you have you have training in seeing an, a, an environment that isn't working, pivoting to something that does immediately. And I would say, finally, Allison, um, without a doubt, the best leadership training in the world is the training that you get as a, either a commissioned officer or a senior non-commissioned officer in the armed forces of the United States. Let me repeat that. The best leadership training in the world. Why? Because if you don't take care of your people, they're not going to follow you, period. Nobody is going to put themselves in jeopardy for your silver star, for your legion of merit. They have to be convinced that you're going to accomplish the mission and take care of them at the same time. We call that now servant leadership, right? That's become, a, buzz, that's become a buzzword in business today. I support it 100%. Take care of your employees and your customers and profits will come. The thing is, it's not a new concept. The Army's been teaching servant leadership for more than <laughs> 240 years, you know, well, and, well, and it works. Believe me, it works. Well, let's get in a few more things because we're, we're coming up on our time. Um, is, you know, there are a lot of programs, and, and you and I, when we've talked before, um, again, there are, you know, entrepreneurs are so blessed today because there's so many incubators and accelerators and, and great mentors like yourself out there helping um, people do startups and build businesses. But there are very specific programs for um, veterans. So you had mentioned Bunkers Labs, there's Boots to Business. Um, right. You want to name a couple others that you're aware of? Sure. There's one in California called Vet Tech. Um, there's the Syracuse University's Entrepreneurial Boot Camp for veterans with disabilities. Community colleges sometimes uh, throughout the United States have programs for um, for veteran. Yeah, and we know. talked about why why a a veteran um, specific um, incubator, and you had um, some wisdom for that. Two things: sometimes veterans have special needs. Um, it can be physical, maybe a they require a a chair, you know, to um, a special chair or whatever. Um, uh, sometimes they're psychological, um, but most of the time they're physical. And um, so sometimes veterans have, se have special needs that an organization devoted to veterans uh, want to start their own businesses would be more inclined to perhaps provide. The second is veterans like to be uh, with other vets because they understand the, ling the language, they have a common bonding experience, and they'd like to be with other veterans. So, um, uh, and that's been exhibited by uh, the proliferation of programs around the country 
for veterans who want to start their own businesses. Yeah, and you had also mentioned that veterans shouldn't be dismayed if there's not one of these programs where they live, that they should look for online programs like Vet to CEO and Bunker in a Box. Yeah, Bunker in a Box, Vet to CEO. I'm sure that there are others that I don't know about. So you can get some basics online and then... Um, uh, and then see what might be in your local community. SCORE, you know, Service Corps Retired okay. Executives has a program um, for, um, uh, for veterans who want to start their own businesses. And, um, and there are some very unique programs um, uh, for veterans, for instance, who want to learn how to code. In Chicago, there's a wonderful program started by a friend called Code Platoon. And um, he takes veterans who want to learn coding and um, uh, puts them through a program um, that's now eligible for the GI Bill. So um, it could be at a very reduced or minimal cost. Um, there's a national program called Operation Code. So there are some highly unique programs that are out there. Um, for uh, veterans who, for instance, really want to get involved in computer science. Well, Paul, I really appreciate um, you taking your time with us and, and sharing a little bit of, of the story of evolution. And it's, it's just so uplifting um, that there are so many more programs available today and that we should encourage our veteran entrepreneurs. I mean, the statistics you gave on what the economic impact is on these businesses alone. It, it just proves it's worth the investment. And so I thank you so much for sharing um, your personal story as well as um, talking about these different things. Um, Paul, is there anything you would like to say in closing? Um, I stumped you there. <laughs> veterans make great entrepreneurs and I think, uh, and they make great employees and um, so, uh, uh, I can encourage, uh, veterans who want to start their own businesses, uh, to go to a program like Bunker Labs. And I want to encourage, uh, employers, uh, that, um, you'll get ready-made leadership experience, uh, by hiring a vet. You can't go wrong. Thank you so much, Paul, and, and thank you to everybody who listened. If there is somebody in your network who you think can benefit from hearing the wisdom of Paul or who would like to reach out to us with questions, you can always contact me at connect at allisonksummers.com. Until the next time on Disruptive CEO Nation, keep your eye on the future. Thank you again, Paul. Thank you so much for having me, Alice. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.